Hey everybody, welcome to the New Market Alliance Church podcast, where you're invited to not just attend church or watch church, or in this case, listen to church, but actually go and be the church. For everything you need to know about our community, be sure to go to newmarketalliance.ca and maybe even drop us a line to let us know you're listening. We read everything you send and we'll be sure to get back to you. Our worship service happens every Sunday at 10 a.m. in person or streaming online. We want you to know you absolutely matter to God and you absolutely matter to us. Everyone is welcome and wanted. Now, let's join today's teaching. ago, Pastor Glenn did a, a great job with a difficult subject about um, why it seems sometimes that God doesn't always answer our prayer. And really, the number one reason he mentioned, and it's just so comically obvious, uh, it seems like God doesn't answer our prayers, frankly, because many believers don't really pray. And we, we give intellectual assent to this idea that prayer changes everything. But Often, if we're honest, it's more of a, a slogan than a, a practice. But, but here's something I want you to consider today as you wrestle with the why of what seems like unanswered prayer in your life. What, why, what might, in fact, actually be delayed answers to your prayer? Because the when is as important in ascertaining God's will as, as the what and the how. You know, there's this watch company, uh, Timex, and they surveyed people about how long they were willing to wait for something before uh, they took action in a variety of situations. So researchers discovered that on average, we will consent to wait only 13 seconds before we honk at a car in front of us uh, that's stopped at a green light. And I was like, that's about 12 seconds too long, but uh, <laughs> 26 seconds before we shush people who are talking in a movie theater, 26 seconds before we take the seat of someone who's walked away, uh, 45 seconds before we ask someone who's talking too loud on a cell phone to keep it down, 13 minutes for a table at a restaurant, uh, 20 minutes for a blind date to show up before we leave, uh, 20 minutes for the last person to show up for Thanksgiving dinner before we dig in. Um, I'll bet those numbers have gone down, way down, over the last couple of years. We, we are not good at waiting. We don't do well with waiting. If you have the means, even, you can, you can sometimes buy your way out of waiting. Uh, get the Disney Fast Pass. Uh, buy your surgery in the States. Um, for centuries, the Jewish people prayed for Messiah to come. But it wasn't until the fullness of time, the right time, that he came. That's what Galatians 4 says. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son. Um, understanding divine timing is, is critical if we're going to understand what might seem like God's silence in answering our prayers. So why might God delay in answering our prayers? I wish there was sort of one blanket answer, um, but it, it seems in my study of Scripture there isn't. So if you have ever felt like God is slow 
in answering your prayer. See if any of these reasons, any of these examples from Scripture might resonate with you. Maybe even God in His grace would reveal something to your spirit this morning. So, number one, could it be that He is changing your desires? And and thank goodness for that. Um, He's seeing... Uh, he's seeing how we'll be different in the future that we don't even know. How we'll desire different, maybe even better things down the road. The dream job that you're praying for today, that desire may change. The, the girlfriend who broke your heart and you wish would call you, God might be changing your desires for something even better. Uh, he taught us to pray in the Lord's Prayer that the name of God would be hallowed, you know, that, that he would be glorified in all that we ask. And um, th- there, there are times when something needs to change in us. I, I believe prayer is uh, more about changing us than changing God. And because he actually knows us better than we know ourselves, he's actually going to change our desires to something better than we even understand right now. You, you know the story in uh, Jesus tells kind of a little parable. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If then, though your bad dads know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Fish and, and eggs were, are common in, in Palestine. Palestine. Somebody thought I just pulled this from my, you know, <laughs> is this your card? No, I, it's been here. Um, scorpions were a regular hazard as well. Okay, quick aside. TikTok videos of people getting scared when a dude dressed up like a bush or a mannequin jumps out at them. That will always be funny to me, always. And my wife, who is an infinitely better human being than I am, uh, doesn't see the humor in it. You know, They're just innocently trying to walk down the street and they get scared and embarrassed. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want a camera on you as you, you know, wet your pants. <laughs> see how she could ruin uh, the fun of this? Uh, uh, it's like it's like when I uh, when I offer kids uh, who come to my office for some candy. I'm like, you want you want some candy? I'm like, yeah, thanks, Pastor Jonathan. I'll have some. Whoa! And it's it's a lot of fun for me. I give them the I give them real candy afterward. Hilarious. Um, so I can be a jerk. No one would deny that. God can't be. God won't be. He only gives good gifts, better gifts than we could imagine. And sometimes he gives you an egg. He gives you a gift, but it doesn't feel like a gift to you. And you're like, God, why did you give me this scorpion? I asked for an egg. And God's like, no, my child, it's an egg. It's a gift. It's good. It's helpful. It's it's healthy. And we go, but it feels like a scorpion. It's not what I asked for, it, it's uncomfortable, it's painful, it's different. Jonathan, it's an egg. Would you trust me? 
fact, it's the best egg you've ever had, better than, than you could imagine. Would you just trust me? You don't, you don't have the eyes to see it, but this is an egg. If sinful fathers wouldn't give bad gifts to their children, how much more will our Heavenly Father not give bad gifts to you? In fact, He wants to give you the best gift of all, the gift of Himself, His presence, the Holy Spirit. In other words, sometimes we would even unwittingly ask God in prayer for something that might hurt us, hurt us ultimately. I want to be clear with my wording here. God won't give you what you want if what you are wanting is something that will hurt you ultimately. Um, He may allow something that stings a bit in the short term, but not in light of eternity. Sometimes God delays answering our prayers, number two, because he's waiting for us to um, listen for instruction. Listen, Listen to what Jesus said. In Matthew 4, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. The word, as I mentioned a few weeks ago, refers both to the logos, the word, the the scriptures, but also the spoken word of the spirit. And so a better translation actually of this uh, passage would would, uh, use the present indicative, meaning it would sound more like, but every word that is continually coming from the mouth of God. In other words, his whispers, his impressions, uh, the direction that comes, it's, it's, it's fresh. It's fresh bread, you could say. They didn't They didn't just come one time, were then sort of codified in the canon of Scripture, and that's it. No, God isn't finished speaking to us. Yes, his moral, redemptive word to us, the Logos, the Bible, it's settled once and for all, but not his relational, directional words to us. He's still speaking in 2023. And so we live by the written word, as well as the personal spoken word uh, from the Spirit of Christ, the rhema word. But you have to listen to what the Spirit is saying, what the Spirit is saying about your own prayer request list. you got to listen. I suspect there are a lot of times when the Holy Spirit wants to show you the solution to your prayer request or the, or the steps you're to take to participate in your own prayer request, but we're not listening. We just want immediate relief. And so we go on pleading without stopping to listen. Like for instance, I, um, I may want at times a reprieve from the hard work of, of ministering to others and, and God's solution. If I'm listening is for me to delegate and empower leaders and train up apprentices. That's not the quick fix I was hoping for, but it's ultimately a a more wise, long-lasting solution, if I'm listening. Uh, I just wanted relief from a handful of challenges, but God, maybe he wants to bring answers to many more people through the gifting of others. Another reason it feels like God might be delaying answering your prayers. It's because he's working out many circumstances behind the scenes. 
1 Thessalonians, uh, now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. Sometimes God clears the way. And uh, it may not happen on our timeline, but he's working behind the scenes. There was a time in my ministry out west where I felt done. I started browsing the web to see if there was a, a ministry, a church, uh, maybe one on the beach in California <laughs> that needed a pastor, right? I was antsy to go. And then our church burned down. And I, I knew immediately, along with all the other grieving going on, that for the sake of these people in this church that I loved, I, I needed to put those plans of mine on hold. Uh, and I did that for a year and a half until, until there was stability. And so the next time I looked on www.pastorslookingforjobs.net uh, or whatever it was, there was this new church looking, New Market Alliance Church. And boy, they seemed like my kind of church. And so I show Vicky the, the pictures from the Chamber of Commerce here in New... Oh, look at Fairy Lake. Maybe there's real fairies there. I, oh, look at this classic downtown Main Street. I think they filmed a Hallmark movie here. Uh, oh, the, the skating rink with the trees all lit up. Look at... Isn't, and the, in the summer, it's a wading pool, isn't it? You know, our boy Connor McDavid is from Newmarket. There must be something in the water there. She wasn't having it. In fact, all she had to do was go on this site called realtor.com and see the average house price. And she's like, oh, well, this is never happening. So we can put that to bed. But God was working in the circumstances. I might even say that God was changing our family's desires. We had an interview with the elders on Zoom during this search process. And uh, it's quite clarifying, you know, when your wife isn't nervous because she, she doesn't give a rip if anybody likes her or not, you know? She doesn't, she doesn't need to make a good impression. I wouldn't have been surprised if she, like, lit up a cigarette and, you know, <laughs> mixed a martini or something. And, uh, and afterwards, after we set our goodbye in what could only be described as, I think, a, a God moment. And through tears, she said, those are our people. We talked to our teenage girls about it, family meeting style. You know, my, I was a PK. You know, my family meeting growing up was, son, how do you feel about this town that we are definitely moving to? <laughs> Does it matter what I think? <laughs> So little did my girls know, but each of them had veto power over this move. And each one of them, with friends they loved, a house, a school, church, activities that they were all settled in out west, all of them were excited about the prospect. Do you know how unusual that is for three teenage girls to want to leave the only home they've ever known. Maybe this is a small inside baseball example, but I have seen how God has worked out circumstances behind the scenes in his perfect timing, and Knack is one of the ways he's done that. Another thing, 
could it be that God is protecting us from trouble? Uh, lots could be said about this, but I wonder how many of you could relate maybe to being saved from a relationship that at one point you, you were so sure the person was the one. And, and with the benefit of hindsight, you can say, oh God, you know, thank you that I didn't marry this unsuitable incompatible person. I prayed that you would make them fall in love with me and I'm so glad you didn't answer that prayer. Um, Maybe God delays in answering our prayer because there's an unseen battle taking place. We don't talk a lot about this, but there's the account of Daniel, the same dude who tried, they tried to feed to the lions. Daniel was fasting and praying over a period of 21 days, he was asking for understanding. And on the 24th day, an angel appeared to him. And listen to what he said to Daniel about what was, what's going on behind the scenes. This is an angel talking. Do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come to respond to them. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained with the king of Persia. Now I have come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future for the vision concerns a time yet to come. This is some spooky stuff, okay? Angels fighting principalities. I'm not sure we'll even comprehend until heaven all that's going on here because it's just a it's a brief glimpse behind the curtain of the unseen world, of the battle going on. And God has chosen not to spell it all out for us, but uh, we do get a little longer glimpse behind the veil, as it were, when we're introduced to the story of Job. The insight from this account is sort of a fuller picture of this unseen battle that one day, uh, according to 1 Corinthians 13, we will fully understand. And, uh, and the things that we miss with our own eyes here, we will, we will understand the, the unseen spirit world. But Job was struck with just unthinkable calamity. It was incited by the devil who, who jealously said that Job only loved God because of all of Job's blessings. And God, it seems, permitted the devil to crush Job even within an inch of his life. And, and Job naturally cried out for some sort of explanation, but the heavens were silent. You know, understand, for this to be a, a true test, God had to be silent, and Job couldn't know that. And uh, the story shows us that there is just so much more going on than meets the eye. Um, and from the stories of, of Daniel and Job, uh, and others, we should, we should be reminded that some of the delays to our prayers might have to do with unseen things, you know, that, that we, don't, we will not know fully until the other side of heaven. And, and so that's a faith that is not shallow. It is not a bumper sticker kind of faith, but one that is based on what Scripture reveals to us through accounts such as Daniel and Job. Um, it takes a, a mature kind of faith to trust God in that way. Here's another reason for the delay. Because he's merciful. 
Hmm, doesn't sound very merciful. Listen to what Peter says. Scoffers will say, where is this coming, he promised. Ever since our fathers died, everything goes as it has since the beginning of creation. But do not forget this one thing. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Those who are persecuted around the world or those who are mistreated by family and colleagues because of Jesus, they, they are waiting for justice. It says in Revelation 6 that the souls of the martyrs are crying out for God to, to judge the earth, to bring justice. And God says, be patient. Justice is coming. Their prayers will be answered. But he, there is a particular time, a, a perfect time, a merciful time. Um, and there can be long periods of delay during which prayers go unanswered because God's people who are praying don't fully understand God's wise and perfect timing. I don't know if anybody else uses this service that we use in the Ganyu house. It's like... Um, we do it at Superstore, but I think lots of stores do it, where you can order your groceries from home and then just go pick them up. Anybody do this sort of thing? Oh, it's just the elite Ganyus, the bourgeois. Okay, well, it's only $5. Uh, on a big order, you can always count on like there being a few substitutions. We... I'm sorry, we don't have the Vachon au caramel mini cakes. Are you okay with passion flake? No, no, I am not okay with passion flake. I didn't get this body by eating passion flakes. I want au caramel. Um, and by the way, sometimes the substitution is like way off. I, I knew someone who ordered horseradish and got this update. We're out of horseradish. Are you okay with these raw beets instead? <laughs> oh, well, of course. If there's no horseradish, raw beets uh, make total sense. I mean, everybody knows if you make a, a shrimp sauce, it's, it's half ketchup and beets. Um, here's my point. God never substitutes inferior products in answer to your prayer requests, okay? If anything, it will be a better substitution, it, it, better than you could have imagined if you would trust him. We, we are still dealing with supply chain issues all over the world, but you know what? There is never any supply chain issues with God. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He's not impacted by inflation or interest rates or shipment stuck in some cargo hold at customs. He owns it all. Here's a reason I hate to bring up, but there are a few rare examples in scripture. It seems to be the case that God sometimes delays answering prayers because there is, is sin in the camp. Um, under God's direction, Joshua led the Israelites across the Jordan River into their inheritance, the promised land. And God promised that wherever they put their foot, he would give them that land and, and put their 
enemies behind them. And their first conquest was the miraculous victory over Jericho. You know the story. Then the next town, uh, I, spelled A-I, um, it was small relative to this impenetrable Jericho, but they were soundly defeated there. And it was then discovered the reason that this dude Achan had actually taken, Achan had taken uh, some articles that God had said, these need to be set apart. He stole them for himself, hid them under his tent. He thought no one knew, but God knew. And he denied them this easy victory that they had expected. And so once the sin was dealt with, they returned, and this time they soundly defeated the army of, of Ai. And victory had been delayed, but, but was granted once sin was dealt with. Sometimes God delays because God sifts our motives until we ask for the right and with the right reason. Is it possible for us to pray the right thing for the wrong reason? I think it is. James says you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. For example, uh, for those in the marketplace, for those who are entrepreneurs and business owners, um, totally appropriate to, to ask the Lord to, to bless your business. But for what reasons? For, for whose glory and fame? So you can fund what sort of passions? You know, the great thing is that as you spend time in prayer, and if you are humble and open, the Spirit will reveal, perhaps, a, a hidden motive, uh, an unseemly motive that might prompt you to repent and get your heart right and then make the request again. How about this one? This one may hit a little too close to home. What if, what if you pray for your son or daughter to change? What is the motive? Is it so that they will grow to love and serve Jesus wholeheartedly? Or is it so that they won't be an embarrassment to you as a parent? You see what, you see what I'm saying? I'm not saying God will deny salvation to your child because your motives are wrong. But according to James and other scriptures, our, our motives do matter. We ask the Lord to grow our church. But why? For the advancement of his kingdom or the advancement of our kingdom? For Jonathan's glory or for God's? Sometimes our, our answered prayer is delayed because God is preparing someone. Maybe he's preparing you this morning. We see that in the story of King David and, and Saul. God had come to the end of his patience with, with King Saul. He sent Samuel to anoint Saul's replacement, David. But it would take many years before David became king. And I wonder if perhaps he needed some refining, some testing, some sifting. Um, do you feel like maybe that is going on in your life even now? Very few of us uh, are mature enough, lucky enough to have the clarity of mind to recognize that we might be in a time of refining, uh, even discipline. Maybe, Steve, sometime you'll share with us 
a point in your life where you clearly knew God was refining you, teaching you, maybe even disciplining you for, for your good and his glory. Folks, I, I don't know if this is an exhaustive list. Maybe there are different ways that you would have worded them. Um, to these nine or so, you could add some. Um, like that God might delay answers for his glory. Like the way that I think the story of Lazarus is partly about a story of God intentionally delaying healing in order to bring glory to himself. Um, I think there are stories that suggest God delays when sufficient prayer isn't being offered. Um, I'd like to even offer up one more that's going to sound discouraging to some folks, but please don't be discouraged. Sometimes the answers to our prayers are delayed until after we die. Do you know that? It says in Hebrews 11, we're treated to this great list of spiritual giants. Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Joseph, Moses, Rahab, so on. Here's what it says of many of them. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on earth. An answer delayed isn't necessarily an answer denied. Romans says that we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. The reason he delays in answering our prayers is because he really is working all things for his good, for our ultimate good. And so Jesus continues to exhort us. He says, you know, it says one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. Sometimes I need to be reminded of that. Don't stop praying about your depression, Jonathan. Don't stop praying about the family members who need Jesus. And uh, so maybe my job today is to remind you, don't give up. Keep praying. You don't know what God is is at work doing. Uh, I'll close with this. I don't know if you've heard of of the Chinese bamboo tree really interesting how this works you you plant a seed that does absolutely nothing or so it seems You, you water it you know you put it in good soil you give it sunlight the first year nothing second year nothing third and fourth year nothing no sign of anything fifth year suddenly something happens it it shoots up ready for this 90 feet in 60 days incredible so would you say that that bamboo tree grew in six weeks or in five years i think our lives are sometimes like that Chinese bamboo tree. Sometimes we pray and we pray and we pray and nothing seems to happen. And then one day, poof, the fruitfulness, the answer, the results. Even when we don't see it, you're working. 
Even when we don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, Lord. You never stop working because he's sovereign over us. God, thank you that behind the scenes, while we sleep, the God who never sleeps is working. Even as we pray, even before we pray, you're working, Lord. Thank you. Give us the trust to know that the delay is, is maybe even for our good and your glory. But whatever the reason, Lord, we trust in you. The God who is working, even when we don't feel it.